Well, we know that we live in a world where everything's kind of topsy-turvy. We know that the Bible tells us that uh, right will become wrong and wrong will become right. You and I are in the midst of this. Even as we prayed for uh, London, United Kingdom, I was reading a story about that, I think it was yesterday, as the attackers were in a van swerving, hitting people, jumped out, started stabbing people. And a number of the police, of course the police over there are unarmed, a number of the police ran away. And the citizens, like you and I, they started throwing chairs at them. Okay, this is how silly our uh, world has become. Um, and the biggest sadness of this is the same with the church. The, the church has become silly. This is where the glory of God should be. This is where the presence of Almighty God should be. This is where you should walk in and almost quake in your shoes from the glory and the presence of God. But it's changed, hasn't it? It has changed. All right. This morning's message is entitled Spectacle. Spectacle. And... I think that will become more clear as we go. 2 Corinthians 11.4 warns us and tells us, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom you have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. There, there is a, a, a dispensation now that we have been in that another gospel has been preached and another spirit, and that is what sort of rules the church of America. Galatians says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that calleth you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Another gospel, another Jesus. Now listen, the Lord doesn't live to make your life easier. He doesn't live to make our lives easier. We leave, live to bring Him glory. Do you understand? You've got to understand what's happened. We have been, the truth has fallen in the streets, even in the house of God. The Lord doesn't live to make life easier for us. We live to bring glory to the Lord. The psalmist, David said in Psalms 29.1, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. That's, it's a cry, it's a call from you. Give unto Him, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And you might be sitting there saying, well, I'm not sure. What are you talking about? How do we do that? How? Give unto the Lord glory. That word glory means honor. That word glory means weight, weighty, weightiness, the kabod. The heavy presence of God, the Shekinah glory, should be on your life and everything that you do. Everything that you do from work to raising children to coaching a ball team should have weightiness to it. Glory, pointing back to Almighty God, giving Him glory. We live now in a dispensation where God is, I guess, just to do whatever we need, whatever we ask, whatever we want. This is a calling. The psalmist said, cry, give unto the Lord. Listen, we are not just to go to church or to just exist. That's what American church has become. Our lives are to give credit to the reputation of the Lord, His reputation 
of what He is, His awesomeness, His glory. Our lives are to uh, bring that to the Lord. People should see that in your life and be drawn to Almighty God. But we've dummied it down to attending church. This is good. It is. You see, this. It, it, remember, I. I don't know if I brought the ice cream in one day. Remember, I brought maybe, or I just talked about brought the names in. You ever go buy ice cream? There's names like this long in the ice cream. Right, this long. And I told you, I remember one day, and I finally got a few bucks together, because with four kids, you don't do this. So you give them names that long in their ice cream. You went out and bought the real ice cream. Real, whatever that was, I think it was uh, Briars. Is that, is that still real, still out there? Sunk a big scoop of that chocolate ice cream. It was like, yeah. Because it was real. It was real, but I was so used to the long name phony stuff that I didn't want to eat the real. And that's where we are. And that's where I'm afraid sometimes new hope is. That's where I'm afraid sometimes I am. There should be a dripping of the presence of Almighty God. In this place. You should be bringing that here. It shouldn't be, well, where is it? No, you should be bringing it in as you come to the house of God. But we've fallen into just coming or just existing. Jeremiah 6 says this in 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand you in the ways and see and ask for this. Ask for the old path. Where is the good way? Walk therein and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, no way. We're not doing this. We're not walking like that. We want what's ours. We've come to get what I'm supposed to have in God. Verse 17 says, Also I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, No, we're not going to hearken. That's what's happening in our nation. Now all our trumpets that should be trumpeting the sound are trumpeting strange sounds from the pulpit. And so what happens? God backs off. And the glory of the Lord gets less and less and less. And the influence of the Holy Ones less and less. And after so long, we just think, okay, this is church. But it's not. It's not. You are not here to receive all that you want and need from God. You are here to give God glory. You are here. You are here to give God glory. Do His name. It's do His name because you and I aren't giving it. Okay, so we're going to look at a guy named Job. It says there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. The man was perfect, upright, and one that feared God and eschewed or departed from evil. Arab of the land of Uz. A man, he was remarkable. Both he was wealth, his piety, he loved God, and he was tried by God with many calamities of every kind. They're mentioned only here, maybe Ezekiel, one more place. And the Bible goes on and says, And there was born unto him seven sons, three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred she donkeys, and a very great household so that this man was greatest of all the men of the East. In the American Gospel, they don't even get this story. They just say, I claim that. 
I'm supposed to be as rich as Job. Missing the whole point. And his sons went and feasted in their house. Everyone his day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And it was so. When the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, rose up early in the morning, offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. Job is becoming a spectacle. Verse 6, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. When the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, that phrase, sons of God, is used in the Old Testament. It describes angelic beings. Angelic beings. Among this group, angelic beings, Satan came with them. Because that's what he is. You understand? He's not God's equal. It's not like, oh, Satan, I got you two out of three, you got me one, doggone you. No, he's just a created angel. That's all he is. You and I give him way too much credit. So this scripture right here proves he's nothing but a created angel by God. Verse 7 says, now look, God speaks to Satan. And the Lord said unto him, uh, where, where you been? Satan answered and said, uh, Lord, he said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Because he's the God of this world, the small g. Of this world, so he just walks up and down seeing what craziness he can cause. Now look, and the Lord said unto him, and the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Maybe Job wasn't even on his mind. But Job was living so awesome for God. Job was living so right and true, the best that he could, giving the Lord so much credit, pointing toward the Lord because of his life. Listen, the Lord was bragging on Job. Man, have you considered my son Job? Check him out. Becoming a spectacle. He says, hast thou considered my servant Job? There is none like him in the earth. A perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and departs from evil. God's doing bragging. He's bragging on Job. He's saying, man, i got one down there who really loves me. He's a perfect man. He hates evil. He's praised for his children all the time. Check him out. Job, my son. The man was blameless, upright. The word perfect means complete. It means moral innocence, having integrity. You can do this. We can have that. Don't fall into that word perfection how most of us think. You can be complete in God, have moral innocence, and having integrity. This man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. The first book, Job shows us that to be an, he was an exceedingly righteous man. The author gives us the impression description of a man who's not perfect, but certainly complete, devout, respect, and obedience to God. So much that God says, man, have you checked my boy out? Have you checked him? Coming a spectacle. Job living to God, not unto himself. Hey, God! 
Our car's getting old. Or whatever. We have molded bad images of who God is in the American church. So the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him. Check him out. Now listen to this. Interesting word here used is the word considered. Look it up if you want. It's actually a military term. It's actually a military term. This term is used of a general who is studying a city before he attacks it in order that he might develop a strategy whereby he can destroy the city. So he's watching the city when the gates open, when they close, the method of how they open them, how do and when do the people come out, what gates are most easily attacked. Have you considered? He's developing his whole strategy in order that he might attack and destroy the city. That's that Hebrew word. The background of that word, it's a military term. Have you been studying Job? Seeking to develop, develop a strategy where you can stumble my boy Job? God's saying, check him out. Write your blueprints out, your plans, your strategy. Get your demons in order. Check out Job. Would God say any that to any of Americans today? We so quickly moan and complain. Could we be a spectacle? Could God want to brag on us today? My goodness, could God say, that New Hope Church is awesome. I've been waiting years and years for a church like this. Not to just cry out and want stuff from me, but actually want to walk and die for the cause of Christ. Live so that I might be lifted up amongst them. Check out that church called New Hope. Could we become a spectacle for God on Route 40 in this little town? So he says, have you been studying Job, seeking to develop the strategy whereby you might destroy him? Have you considered my servant Job? Check him out. He'll stand. He won't cave. He will not bow down and serve someone else no matter what. Check him out. Use your strategy and your blueprint." On Job. Spectacle. Does that sound like the American church? Man, we're up here bawling and squalling for whatever we want. Do you ever think that God might want to brag on you or say, look how the gospel works. Look what my son produced in this person. Watch him walk through the valleys. Watch him handle success. Watch him give like no other. Watch him serve like... doesn't matter what you do to him and how you strategize against him. He won't bow. God brings him up. And God uses the military word. Check it out. Get your tanks and your big guns. Point them at Job. Now listen. This is not crazy. It just sounds crazy. Because you've been eating the long word ice cream all your life. I deserve one. I pay a little more, but I'm worth it. We've just been consuming and on. And the truth is falling in the streets. And our nation looks like it. Listen to these words. 1 Corinthians 4.9 says this. 
Paul says, for I think that God has set forth us, the apostles, last. Not first. I want to sit at the head of the table. I'm an apostle. Oh, you know what? As soon as someone declares they're an apostle, I back away from them. And, and today, right? If someone comes into church and they say, yeah, I'm Bob from Louisiana and I'm an apostle. I said, yeah, okay, Bob. I, 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 who, who announces that kind of stuff? For I think that God had set forth us the apostles last. At, listen, as it were appointed to death. For we are made a spectacle unto the world, to angels and to men. Check them out, angels. Satan, check Job out. All that you live around him, check how awesome, how devoted he is to me. A spectacle, know what that means? A feeder. A show, a city placed on a hill, check it out. A church placed on a highway, check it out. A person living in a neighborhood, check her out. Check that family out. A spectacle, a theater, a public show. New Living says this, and instead, I sometimes think God has put us apostles on display. Oh yeah, He has. He has. And that's what we even try to do with the softball team. Be on display. Play to win. Play to hit the ball. You're out and you're safe by a mile. Act right. Put on display. That you could care less about this silly game, but you want to honor and recognize what God has done in your life so others will see. We'll blow our testimony on, on a foul ball. It wasn't foul! Instead, I sometimes think God has put us apostles on display like prisoners of war at the end of a victory's parade, condemned to die. We have become a spectacle to the entire world, to people and angels alike. Our dedication to Christ makes us look like fools. Can we have a church like that? Where you're so dedicated to God that the world says, they're a bunch of fools. Matthew 5.15 says this, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and giveth light unto all that are in the house. That's what we are to be, a spectacle, a candle, on a stick, so all can see. Our children have no godly heroes amongst them. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. You become a spectacle before all men. Let them see, let them gaze. You become a public showing of your good works, and it will glorify your Father. That's why God wants to put you on the theater. All can see, so you can glorify your Father. By how you act 
or react, good or bad, whatever the situation is. Yeah, well, for two cents, I tell him, no. You don't have any money. You're broke. God bought you. You were up in an auction block, broke. You have no two cents. We have no rights. God owns you. He paid the price no one could pay. He owns you. See, we don't have that in the American church. And our nation is struggling so badly for it. Let your light so shine before men. You become a spectacle for God. Because it says it in the word of God. That they may see your good works when everybody else is doing filthy, horrible works. Then they will glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's how. That's how you give him glory do his name. John 15, 8 said, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. That's how you glorify God. As by obeying God, you bear fruit. When there shouldn't be any fruit. Yet, you are full of fruit. The Corinthian church had two problems. They were proud of their own spirituality. And they were embarrassed of Paul and how he would come about and seemingly weakness in his humble state. That was something they wanted nothing to do with. Where Paul maybe didn't have two nickels at times. Today, I believe the church is heavy with that same attitude, the Corinthian church. They call it success. When you have money, power, influence, wealth, all that the world craves for. But the presence of God is going on. Nothing's dripping with the presence of God. Do you understand? This pulpit should be dripping with the presence of God. It should only be used in the house of God. Do you remember that? When they, they used various stuff in the house of God to go party and drink more, what happened? God showed up with his finger and wrote on a wall. In other words, kind of like, what the heck are you doing? This is holy ground. Today, there's no shortage of ministers who want to display the image of worldly success. They're all over the place. All on TV and all on the radio. No shortage of Christians who want to be like them. Yet our nation still keeps going down and down. And our church has lost its purpose. One Peter 4.11 tells us this. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. The oracles, the mouthpiece of God. When you speak, you are to be the mouthpiece. The oracles, that's what the Jews were. They were chosen to be the oracles, the mouthpiece of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That God, listen, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That God in all things may get the glory. That God would receive all the weight and recognition from your life. How you raise your children, how you drive your car, how you work, how you worship and serve Him. Psalmist says, give Him glory. Do His name. This is how you give Him the glory. But this is usually so far 
from our, I'm sure this is not even on our prayer lists. Our prayer list for Uncle Billy's got a bad leg, Aunt Sally's heart, I need a better job, my children, their pains. Who, who puts this on their prayer list? New Living Translation, 1 Peter 4 says, for, uh, 1 Peter 4.11 says, Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. That's how we do it. Wherever you're at, you should be a spectacle. Whether you're driving truck and shifting them, whether you're in a ditch with somebody, whether you're a bank teller, you should be a spectacle. God should be saying, check, check out that bank teller. Won't lie, won't steal, won't rig the books, won't. If given too much money, don't make sure it's correct. If you receive too much money, Whoa, whoa, you gave me 20 too much. A spectacle. A feeder. Maybe it's a poor term, but it's like pe people don't know what's playing because the feeders are shut down or closed. Everybody just blends in like everybody, like the world. When God says, I want you to be a public showing Man, just be kind. That's a public show. Who's kind anymore? Smile when you're out there walking the street. Who does that anymore? Be courteous. Hold the door open. Ask if you can help the elderly gentleman or the elderly lady. Can I pick that 90-pound dog bag and in your trunk? I'll walk past them. All that suspect. Who does that anymore? Went to the store the other day, walking out, loading stuff. Really wasn't too heavy. But I did let out a grunt. <clears throat> Ruth, one arm, she can't. What's she going to do? Went back to get the next one, and all of a sudden there was a dude there. Hey, let me help you. Those things are really heavy. I said, man, thanks. I was shocked. And I, he left, turned, I told him, thank you, appreciate it, turned around like that. Walked like this and stepped on something. It was a credit card. Somebody's credit card. Picked it up, walked it back in, gave it to the cash register lady. And I'm saying, Lord, I hope, let her be honest. She looked at me, I was weird, because I think, I don't know, that I would, that I would give it back. Most would be going, cha-ching! I'll buy all kinds of stuff today. A spectacle. No, I don't, I don't know, but I would have to think, if you're a cash register and you deal with, I know lots of people deal with people and they're rude and they're ignorant to them. You know, you drive through people, I hear how ignorant people are to you. You know, but if you find a credit card or a $20 floating around down there and you pick it and say someone else to drop, the, they will remember you every time you come through that because you have become a spectacle. You've become a theater, a public showing. Wow, look at that person gave 
Job, the Lord said to Satan, you try all your strategy and your military plans with Job. Consider my servant, Job. There's none like him. Hebrew says this, the New Living Translation. 1032 says, think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible sufferings? Do you remember those days? Man, I had four, four children. The oldest was 11 or 12. And I was in PA, and I told you, I was standing in line. I was like 105th in line. I was out in the parking lot waiting to get unemployment check. And their lunchtime come, I'm 59th in the parking lot. They close the doors. You just stand out there. Winter, rain, whatever. Or you could leave and lose your spot. I have four children and a wife. I'm also a child of God. And I can't remember what the percentage of money you were allowed to make. You know, you make a percentage, right, from your pay. And I was allowed to make $49. And sometimes I'd make 54 59 And I would tell them. And I would, oh, I'd have a fight, a struggle, a war going on inside of me. Because everyone around me is blank, 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 the president, stick them, and this, and I'm, I just made 300 under the doing this, and you become a, I don't, it, it's not like anybody even knew, but Almighty knew, God knew. I wasn't saying, I'm going to be a spectacle, watch me. Not, I, was, I was struggling not to lie. But God wants to put that on display. Because the world says everybody lies. Everybody cheats. So he says, think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible sufferings. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. When all you owned was taken from it, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember, there's great reward it brings you. Patience, endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that is promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But you are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are faithful ones whose souls will be saved. That God wants you to be a public display, whether it's a base or a bound. That all can see in your life. They will recognize, and it points to God, and He gets the glory. Give Him the glory through His name, through your life and through your walk. Where's that at in our nation? It 
2 Corinthians, we wind us down, it says, Are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation or who ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. The only letter of recommendation we need is you ourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Your life. You can't get everybody to come here and hear the Word of God, get them to open up a Bible, listen to the Bible, read it, see it for themselves, but they'll read you wherever you're at. The only letter of recommendation we need is in you yourself. That's all this church needs. All we need is people full of the Spirit of God. We don't need to put a spot in the sky that says, New Hope, New Hope, come to it, greatest church ever, New Hope. No, we just need you serving God. Being a spectacle, being an open show, public show. Dude, I'm sorry you lost your job. And you don't go off the rails, blue cr- cussing away. The only letter of recommendation we need is you yourself. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the results of our ministry among you. This letter is not written with pen and ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. That's why you're called the mighty. Come on, mighty. Raise up and give him what's due his name. Stop just attending and then moaning and blending in and blandness. Let's start attending. I'm God. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to live for God. Let's stand, please. Look, Ruth and I love it when we hear reports back, and we do. Community, it's not a big community. We'll find out someone works with one of our sons or with our daughter, and we always get good godly reports back. And we're like, wow, yes. I mean, which dad doesn't want to brag on their children or grandchildren or And that's what God was saying. Yeah, okay, Satan, you've been walking all over the place. Have you tried your tricks and strategy on my son Job? He'll be a spectacle for you. You can try your stuff with him. He will not fail me. Could the Lord be trying to brag on you today? We take every little bad thing as from the devil. Oh, God, against them, come against him in the name. Could you just live godly through it and honor God until that season blows like spring to summer to fall to winter? It will change. Could the Lord be wanting to brag on new hope? Or are we going to be Like the scripture I read, are we beginning to just praise ourselves again? Say how wonderful we are. 
when our lives are to bring glory to God, which is do his name. This church, this building, the ability to pay it off. That's God. Do you understand? We built this place in 2000. I was still in my 40s. But as life was going by, this place, you know, the, you pay these many bills, it drops this much in the mortgage. I'm like, Lord, either I'm going to live forever or someone's going to be stuck with a big debt. Lord, that's awful. We can't do that. Since October, is it October? To now, our mortgage went from 430, 430 down to 340. $80,000 has dropped in eight months. Who, who should get to go? Who did that? Well, I give $25. Who did that? I, I asked Tracy, she just looks at me and says, God, God is doing this. God is doing. He wants us to be a, a, spec, a public show. Now, if I start writing books, how to pay off and build a church like me, then, then we're we robbing God of his glory. Please. We need to press into God. We've said this off and on for years. We press in and we back off. And we press in and we back off. We seem like our back offs are becoming longer and longer. I believe the Lord does want to brag on you individually and as this church. I believe the Lord wants to establish us in truth that he gets all the glory. And the Lord said to Satan, hey, have you considered new hope? You tried your strategy and plans all your schemes? Have you watched the doors open and close? Have you listened into their meetings and decisions and what they're doing with their money? Have you watched their people go home and go forth? I want the Lord to say, they're for real. And they won't deny me. Whatever you're going through individually and whatever we're going through corporately. Our altar call is simple. I just desire, I hope you do, desire to come and say, Lord, I want to be a vessel used by you. Lord, I want the understanding. Not just moan and complain right away, but give me the understanding. God, whatever you call me to do, I want to be a spectacle, an open public show of what a man of God should be or a woman of God should be. Good or bad, live or die, that's what I want, God, that you receive the glory from my life and from my circumstances. Lorraine, our altars are open. I know this is different. You won't find this on God TV or whatever they call those stations. But this is the gospel. Almighty God is not God to make your life wonderful. He has redeemed you and saved you that your life will reflect the glory of Almighty God.